Hey guys, Giselle here, and I am your host of Beauty and Life, the podcast, where I share my insights of being an esthetician, an entrepreneur, and a Californian living in the Midwest. I hope that you enjoy this next episode as much as I enjoyed making it. And be sure to subscribe so you can get future notifications when the next episode comes out. I hope you have a beautiful day. So grab that coffee and enjoy. Bye. Hey guys, Giselle here. And today we are going to go over my entrepreneurial story. (laughs) I feel like this is one that needs to be done over a couple of episodes because my journey to where I am today from where I started is a little bit done in two pieces because the first time I started a business was back in 2002 with my husband. We started a IT company together. I helped name it. I helped uh, with back office stuff. I was doing like invoicing and customer service and a little bit of uh, technical support over the phone while he was out there actually servicing clients. So when it came to uh, business, I was already up and going, but it wasn't my passion. So while I was working with him over those years, I really wasn't giving it my all. I enjoyed the customer service part of talking to people and helping them with their problems. But what I didn't enjoy was doing all the back end work of like invoicing and paperwork and just doing all that kind of stuff. What I did learn during that time working with him was the things not to do when you start a business, because being an entrepreneur does not mean that it's perfect. It means lots of long hours, definitely hard work needs to be done, and there is mistakes because as an entrepreneur, we don't know everything, and especially since I was starting a business and I did not know the first thing about starting a business nor the things that were entailed with that. So I didn't think about like things like... um, sales tax? Was the service that we're providing, was that taxable? Um, When I would look it up, it seemed ambiguous. I wasn't sure if it really was a sales taxable thing or not. Um, I didn't even know the basics of, okay, do we need, I know we need a business license, but how do we go about this? Who do we need to talk to? Um, How do we send up said Uh, vendor stuff. I don't know any of this stuff. So there were a lot of mistakes when it came to starting that business. And we had some hardships with that because of the way that it was started. We didn't necessarily know or go into it with a plan. So the day that I decided that I was going to stop working with my husband and actually continue on with aesthetic school without doing stuff on the side for him and fully give it my all and actually finish aesthetic school so I can move on to my next career. And well, 
It was hard for me to let go of the business with him and let him fully take care of it on his own. Really, in reality, it was for the best (laughs) because my husband and I, as much as we are married, when it comes to doing a business together, we have totally different ideas of things. And so I just needed to let that go and let him do what he needed to do for his business. Because truly it was more in his arena than it was in mine. So when I finally finished aesthetic school, I did work outside in the aesthetic world. I worked at a spa for a little while. I worked at a franchise for a little while. And then finally I decided, you know, this is still not making me happy. I want to provide more for my clients. I want to give them more. I want to give them better customer service. I want to provide more for them. And so when I decided to start my business, I literally just thought I'm going to go ahead and find a space to rent and I'm just going to open my doors and call it a business. And now I knew some basic things of like, okay, yes, I needed to get an LLC. I needed to get a business account, banking and, you know, checking in savings and get a vendor's license because that was a mistake that I didn't know about the first time around was the whole vendor's license. And that I need to figure out all the services that I'm doing, are they taxable? Again, another mistake that I had learned from the previous experience of opening a business. And these are all things that if you are a person who's thinking about starting a business, these are things that you need to know before you open those doors. And, you know, I really find that there isn't a whole lot of... um when you're doing this on your own and you don't have friends that are business owners, you might think, oh, it's so easy. All you have to do is, you know, hang a shingle and call it, open your doors and say, hey, it's a business. But it's not that simple. And now over the years, I have learned that when you start things the right way the first time, it's going to save you so much time in the long run. Knowing the proper certifications, uh, permits, licenses that you need from the beginning is truly going to be your saving grace in the long run. I wish that I had known this the first time my husband and I opened our doors and started that business. So of course, naturally, when I started my business the second time around, I was smarter. I knew that I had to do certain things. And, you know, I named my business at the time. It was called Love Your Skin by Giselle. The reason why I called it Love Your Skin by Giselle was because I was doing facials. And in my mind, I was going to do facials all day, every day. I was going to specialize in beauty services such as facials. And I was going to do makeup and, um, you know, tinting and all these great fluffy services. I was going to do all of that. I was going to be the best facialist out there. And, you know, while I did start out that way, um, I'll tell you, my books were not full. When I opened my doors in August of 2012, 
I had zero clients. Because when I left the franchise, I was bound to a contract that I could not contact those clients for two years. And who's going to remember somebody after two years of no contact, especially if you've gone to a franchise and you've had other people in that time frame. So, you know, and I didn't necessarily have a list of people that I could be like, you know, here there's contact information. No, they weren't going to give me that information. So when I opened my doors, I literally had no idea how I was going to pay the rent the next month. All I knew is that I had X amount of money for the rent this month, and we're going to try to figure out how we're going to pay the rent next month. With me, being that I used to work in marketing years ago, I decided that, okay, what can I do to market my business? I'm great at social media, so I'm going to like blast social media with, hey, I'm open, here's where I am, you know, and hope that word of mouth will get me somewhere. I listed myself everywhere on like Yelp and Google and just anywhere that I can find free things to list my business. I was doing that. I was doing, I was practically begging people to come in at this point. That very first day that I opened my business, I'll never forget the phone call that I got that was like, it was music to my ears. I had a woman call me for brow wax and she called and said that she found me on Yelp and asked me if I was available for a brow wax that day. And I really did try to contain my excitement because I thought, uh, yeah, I'm I'm open and ready for like a thousand brow waxes today. So I told her, I said, oh yes, absolutely. I'm doing a walk-in thing today. You can just come on in. And um, she came in for her brow wax. And I am happy to report that this particular client, who was my very first client, seven years later, is still a client. Talk about retention, right? <laughs> she has had two kids since that time, and she's very sweet. And actually, we are friends on Facebook, so it's so cool to know that my very first client is a client that I'm still uh, in contact with now. But I tell you, that was just the start because that first client turned into you know two clients, three clients, and so forth. But it wasn't just by word of mouth that those clients just appeared all of a sudden. I had to do some type of marketing. So for me, doing a Groupon seemed like the right move for me. It was a marketing idea that turned into a business for me. If it wasn't for Groupon, then I wouldn't have the business that I have today. Because the business that I have today is because of Groupon. And I know that I have some estheticians out there listening to this podcast because this is not only a podcast for beauty pros, but also for beauty enthusiasts. So if you're thinking about starting a business, this is also for you. But understand that Groupon is not bad. 
And I know that a lot of people have this stigma around it and they just are like, I don't want Groupon. The kind of people are not the kind of uh, clients I want. But I'm telling you, it does not have to be that way. Because every client that I've had come to me through Groupon has been amazing to me. They are so understanding. They are loyal to me. And many of them... Yes, you might get a lot of one-hit wonders that are seasonals, and that's okay too, because maybe they're searching for someone that they have a connection with. And there's so many estheticians out there that we can have a connection with, then let them have that connection with somebody. It may not be you, but it may be you, you know? And for me, There was a lot of them that we had that chemistry, we had that connection, and they became not only lifelong clients, they became lifelong friends, and many of them I still see to this day, whether it's seasonal or once a year, but they still come back to me. And the reason why people still come back to me is because of relationships, the relationships that are built over years of trust and knowledge. This is part of being an entrepreneur is building these relationships with your clients so they trust you. Now, you need to be an honest person. You know, people that are deceiving in business, there's a reason why their business fails. You know, because eventually that kind of deception comes out. People know. And for me, I have always been a very transparent person when it comes to my business. I will share with you the highs and I will share with you the lows. If things aren't going well and, you know, I will share that with you. I will share with you that knowledge, because I want you to not make those mistakes, learn from my mistakes. As I am learning from other business owners out there, the what not to do in business and the things that maybe I need to pivot a little bit and do something different. Being an entrepreneur is not an easy life. You know, it sounds glamorous. There was this thing of every now and then I say, like, start a business, they say. It'll be wonderful, they say. Well, I don't know who they are because it is not all, you know, unicorns and rainbows all the time. There are times when it's so much fun and I love being an entrepreneur and I love the relationships that I create with my clients But then there are days where I'm having to work in QuickBooks, having to look at reports and have to do all these like busy work that I just want to push off to somebody else. Eventually, that's going to happen. But for now, this is where we are. So I hope that this episode gave you a little bit of an insight of being an entrepreneur and just know that there are lots of great days. Don't get me wrong. There are lots of great days, but there are those days where there's tears, there's frustration, there's just downright just confusion, but know that you're not alone. I know I said this in another episode, but you are not alone. There are people out there that are either ahead of you 
who've just been through what you've, you are going through. And then there's people behind you that you can offer advice to because you've already experienced it. So we're all at different places in our entrepreneurship. If you are a beauty pro listening to this, and even if you're somebody that's thinking about starting a business, whether it's in the beauty industry or it's not, I hope that this episode kind of gave you a little bit of behind the curtain kind of a look. And in the next episode, I am going to talk about where my business is now and where I see it going in the future as an entrepreneur. So I hope that you come back, listen to that episode, and if you want to continue this conversation, definitely connect with me on social media, either on Instagram at Elevate with Giselle or on my Facebook. You can search for Elevate with Giselle and join my group and continue on this conversation. So until then, my friends, I hope you have a beautiful day and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.